Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude Guess, Guess What? what? Hey, 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 here we are. It's episode three. Are you guys hooked yet? Yeah, like, did we reel you in or what? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I mean, we officially launched the podcast this week. And episode one became available a couple days ago. And I think we've had some really good feedback. So we're so excited and happy to have everybody listening and giving us some feedback. It's been fun. Um to have our friends and uh, new new listeners uh, interacting with us and hearing what they have to say about some of the things that we've said. Yeah, it's been fun. However, I first want to address, because we just had episode two come out this last week, um, and I did not realize how obnoxious my laugh was. Like, (laughs) I feel like that whole episode, I just was cringing at any time I laughed. Because let's be honest, I had a cough. And so I just, I, anyway, anytime I would laugh, I would like go into a coughing. It would like trigger her coughing. Yeah, it would trigger my coughing. So please throw me a bone and. She'll try to never laugh ever again. No, I just, that laugh, I was like, ugh. My laugh is, my other laugh is really obnoxious she has a uh, wide range of laughs to choose from whenever she responds to something comical <laughs> well my husband listened to that and he was like i feel like that's kind of like your fake laugh and anyway i think it was a little bit fake but also a little bit of how you actually laugh that's true Ugh, i'm so obnoxious <laughs> um liz what'd you do last week like well just well, work yeah. just work like a normal person um, and then we actually came up to Idaho where Bridget's living and, uh, spent the weekend there in the frozen tundra that is Idaho. Yeah. But dude, we went to an escape room last week and Bridget was living her best life in this escape room. Honestly, I was so pumped because the rules, like, I don't know if anybody, if anybody listening has done an escape room before, but it was the best thing I've ever done. Like um, when the we were looking at the rules, they had a thing of rules and it was like, please listen to the game master. And the first thing I was like, I feel like we're playing Dungeons and Dragons. But like, I feel like also for me, Dungeons and Dragons would have been more fun than an escape room. I mean, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before, so I have no idea, but... I was for it as soon as we walked into the room. Yeah, we did um, Area 51 themed. So it was all about aliens. It was all about aliens. And they had like, when you first walk in, there were these papers, like newspaper clippings. And one of the words was highlighted. And then everything was like in locks. And uh, my husband and I and Anthony were kind of just like (laughs) wandering around being like, "Hmm, I wonder what how to get these locks open and we're just like are you guys serious you didn't see this highlighted word that obviously this is a clue to where you can and it find. was it was the first clue yeah it was it was the first clue but i mean bridget is like rifling through everything and she finds a key in a pocket somewhere i'm like i just i don't know i just don't have that skill in me but bridget does i yeah i felt like honestly As soon as we were done, we ended it. We finished it. We did have to take some tips. However, there were only four of us. It was just my husband. 
And so, and the room could hold 10 people. We finished in like 54 minutes, 55 minutes yeah. mm-hmm. with five minutes you to spare. You have an hour. You have an hour to do it. Yeah. And we did have to get some help. But I feel like we honestly did pretty good. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And afterwards, you know, Bridget had like an adrenaline rush. We yeah. came out and she was like just pumped on life. I basically just thought I should be applying for the FBI because I'm a freaking good get- detective. And Bridget has actually used these detective skills in all facets of her life, especially. Oh, actually, is this a good segue? This might be a good segue. I feel like it is a good segue. Like we just slid right into me. that. Yeah. Bridget used the these skills um in anybody that we ever dated. And uh I would tell her the you know, if his name is John, and she'd be like, hmm, looks like John works at Subway. Know, Subway. And he has a criminal record or whatever. It but is. he's really good at making pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't even know that. I haven't even like found that out myself yet. I mean it's a little scary, but also comes in handy, apparently. Yeah, I I definitely feel like I do have detective, really good detective skills. I know my way around the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, unless you got out of that last little part that what we're going to be talking about today is about dating. Yeah. And we've both dated before our husbands. Honestly, the crappiest. I mean, I don't want to like bash Yeah, them. no. I think that we've both had, like I've had we good had learning relationships. Experience. Good learning experiences from yeah. dating. Hard, but good learning experiences. Oh, 100%. And I think that they've kind of like been a catalyst as to... Who we are today. Yeah, who we are today, but also like who I wanted to marry and who... I think it also helped you and myself like determine who we wanted to be and how to get there almost. I don't know how else yeah. to say that. But yeah, so we're going to talk about some of our dating history, um, good and bad things. Like I said, I don't really want to like, I don't want to get into the nitty gritty details about those relationships, but. Oh gosh, I do. Oh yeah. Bridget might want to. I, <clears throat> I mean, she will, she will. Her stories are more fascinating than mine. That's true. But, um, I actually, I mean, if you know me in real life, I have had this is Liz, by the way. I've had the worst dating life up until when I met Ryan. Um, and I had a blog. Do you remember my blog? Where I would post all my horrific dates. Oh, yeah. And, I do. Um, yeah, it was honestly, some of them were comical to the point where you're like, is this real? How did, like, what? Um, yeah. So, anyway, I didn't actually date a whole lot in high school. I mean, I went to school dances and stuff, um, but I never had a steady boyfriend in high school, um, even though I, like, desperately wanted one. But my dad would always tell me, well, you want a boyfriend, but is there anyone in your school that you want to date? And there was absolutely no one in my school that I wanted to date. I just wanted someone to want me. And yeah. I feel like that's common. Well, yeah, but on my experience, on the flip side, I did have a steady boyfriend in high school. And middle school. And no, not middle school. I didn't date anybody in middle school. I thought you did. You had a little boyfriend when you were like 14. No, I did not. Yes, you did. You had all these parties at our house and you had a little boyfriend you hold hands. Oh, yeah, right. I don't believe that. I don't remember Okay, that. someone someone from my family fact-checked me on that. No, but I did have a steady boyfriend in high school. 100% would not recommend. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah, do not collect $200. Go to jail. No, but seriously, I had a steady boyfriend 
almost all of high school. And her... And college. College life, yeah. But definitely high school, I would say, do not study date. I mean, it is definitely... People do it. People do it. it. However, I feel like looking back at it now, um, I have a different perspective, and I feel like I missed out on a lot. I mean, I still hung out with friends, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have had more fun not having somebody on the side. But I also think... Someone on the side? I'm, okay. <laughs> I meant like... <laughs> it's like, I had my steady boyfriend plus a little side piece. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Here comes the coughing attack. <laughs> oh my gosh. Blue. Oh, okay. But... Oh gosh. That was so funny. <laughs> um, but... No. But I... I did have a city boyfriend. I would not, I just wouldn't recommend it. I just feel like you can get a lot more out of high school. And high school and your like late teens are meant to be having fun. Yeah. And, that's and not that thing. having a boyfriend isn't fun. But I feel like after high school, you kind of, your world kind of changes. Like high school is supposed to be fun. I mean, playing night games, like you just, I mean, high school was fun, but I feel like after college, at least for me, was way more fun. In terms of you're not living with your parents, you're like getting to go do your own thing, but you have more responsibilities. Whereas in I high don't know, I don't. feel like Bridget and I maybe had exact opposite um, experiences from high school to college. Because in high school, I was like, I will get a 4.0, I will get a 30 on my ACT. And um, I mean, I got the 4.0, but I got like a freaking 20 on my ACT. You did? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get any scholarships. And then when I went to college is when I had really? a fun time. <laughs> no, I said I loved college more. I know, but I'm saying like in, in, in high school, I was more dedicated oh. to my like studies oh, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in my early twenties, I was like, well, college is where I'm going to have fun. And I did. Yeah. And along that line of fun, you date. dated. And yeah. when I was in college, the first couple, well, how are you? 20? 19? No, 18. I know I didn't date anyone seriously my first year of college. Oh, okay. Um, but I started dating a guy um, who uh, was, I thought, a great guy at first. But actually, um, my brother had people that knew him, and he kind of tried to warn me about him. We're going to give him a name of Todd. Todd. That's a good name. I mean, that's not his real name, but that's going to be like okay, Todd. our John Doe. Yeah. Okay. Todd. My brother knew who Todd was by, like, friends of a friend of a friend. And I just kind of ignored those, um, like, warnings. warnings. Yeah. Because when it's nice to be wanted, right? And when someone, like, shows you attention, it's kind of hard to ignore that. And he was the first real boy, not real boyfriend. He's the first serious boyfriend I had. And we dated for, I don't know how long, two years-ish. Yeah, two years for sure. Yeah, Um, and... He was a good, he was, he was a good guy. Like, but I think, um, when you're that young, you don't really like think about long-term, um, you know, how this is going to work long-term. I come from a more like religious background and he didn't. And I just like, yeah, it's going to work out. You know, it's just going to work out. You just don't really think how those might clash in the future. Well, I think it's, it's also like worth saying that, you can, you know, date, marry people that come from different, different backgrounds, you know, societal 
religious, whatever. For sure. But I don't think that like you necessarily realize that it is good to also marry people or date people that have similar upbringings because I think problems can kind of arise when you're super different. Yeah. And that's for anything. I don't think you realize that. That's that's for anything. Oh yeah. 100%. But anyway, we dated for a little while. It was, we had our ups and downs just like any relationship. I was very invested in him and his family um, and he maybe was not as invested in me or your family or my family um, and you don't really realize like uh, how that's going to play out in 10 15 20 years um, you know because well, my, you feel isolated you feel isolated and you know like Ryan now like my husband is a peach 100% like, and he's just like all in and I really love that yeah he's a good guy I think Ryan's a good guy too but yeah, so when when Todd and I broke up, it was really hard for me because I had kind of made my life about him. Yeah. And like spending time with his family and kind of not doing as much stuff with my family, which is such a bummer because I love my family and I love hanging out with them and I kind of let that go to the wayside for a really long time. So my life was like so wrapped up in him that it took a while for me to get over it but I am glad that I did I'm glad that I had the family and friends to be there for me and kind of like open my eyes to uh issues or things red like flags. that yeah red flags that's the word I'm looking for yeah and it took a while it took a while to figure that out but um here we are 12 years later I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding um but uh yeah, I think you need people in your corner when you're dating people um, mm-hmm. because they you have blinders on and you've got your little love goggles on and you can only see everything through those rose-colored goggles and how great they are, but you need people. And I think that's that for me is like the big take-home from all my relationships, not just from him, but I had relationships after him and I still did the same thing and I needed my friends and family to be like, Wait, back wee-oo, up. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Uh-oh, Bridget's brought me to make me to confess something. No, no, no. I meant oh. like, wait, like, back up. Don't yeah. get too invested. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take a second. Take a breather. <sighs> yeah, and I think that's the same for me. I mean, like Liz said, I feel like Liz's relationships, it hasn't been like this crazy. I mean, yeah, definitely you learned a lot. Glad mm-hmm. that she didn't marry any of them, but like. I feel like my situations have been abnormal. Yeah, Bridget's, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have to say that eloquently. Bridget's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like my situations have been nuts. I, like I said before, I study dated and then I went to college. I didn't have a boyfriend for three months. Six months. No. <laughs> Um, but I started dating somebody and he, I guess I was also cause you know, you're in college. It's your first college boyfriend. It's different than high school because there's an element of like, I could seriously get married to this person. Yeah. Like I'm not in high school anymore where your parents are making the decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's up to you. Yeah. And I kind of was like enamored he was very charismatic and almost like a salesman-y type of guy. 
Actually, he was a salesman. He was a salesman. A literal salesman. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed hanging out with him, having fun, blah, blah, blah. Well, he made you feel good. Yeah. And the thing is, is that... So we started dating. um, And I think some of our listeners would know this story who are close to me. Um, It's not one that I necessarily talk about too often. Just because it was, it was a really hard time for me. Like I, I went through a lot. Um, I dated him, and the thing is, is like Liz said, you kind of have blinders on. And and looking back, I'm like, what the heck was I doing? Like when we first started dating, um, I remember one time, like he had logged into his MySpace on. Not my MySpace. computer. Yeah, it was. No, oh, it was MySpace. Yeah, too. This I didn't even know MySpace was active then. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't. Was it MySpace? He's like, I got a top eight, and you're not in it. <laughs> oh, Lou, oh, dude, you're you're on a roll. Bridget makes me feel good. <laughs> um, but, but he had been talking to girls then, and I remember bringing it up to him. And the thing that's so funny is I love the 21st century in the sense that we have a label for everything nowadays. And that can be a blessing and a curse. But he was essentially gaslighting me. Yeah. Because I remember bringing it up to him and he Wait, was... Wait, I don't think you actually said. So he... Oh, sorry. He was talking to other girls And on... you found it because he had logged in on your phone. No, that, this is a different story. Oh, yeah. do I know this story? No. Okay, maybe it really was MySpace. I only know the Facebook yeah. one. No. Um, but it was my, I don't know, MySpace, Facebook, whatever. Um, could have been AOL, AIM, <laughs> MSN Messenger. <laughs> but he was on there and he was talking to these other girls. And I remember bringing it up to him and he was like, I don't even, I don't even really remember. It was kind of essentially along the lines of, I just didn't think that maybe you liked me as much. Oh and, gosh. And so he's trying to keep his options yeah. open. And Blech. yeah. Anyway. Was so, this early on in your dating history? Yeah. Okay, okay. Like a month in. I okay. don't know. Okay. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, like, I We're do like married. you. <laughs> so, and that's the other thing that's kind of like comical about this is he was a pathological liar. He told me that he was half a, a racial background, but he really wasn't that race. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... um. And then he uh, he told me he was on the football team. Yeah, this was my favorite one that he told Bridget. Um, and, sorry, when Bridget was dating this guy, we were all kind of like, dude, something's, like, sketchy. Like, it's his his stories are not adding up, you know? So she he told her that he had these friends, uh, he was on the football team, and that he was, like, starting lineup or something like that. And I remember that because I told you, this is at the, the college we went to, and I said, that's not true because I have friends who are actually on the team and they have never heard of him. Yeah. And I don't honestly, like my memory, I've probably tried to block out these memories. So I don't necessarily remember a whole ton about it. I also was honestly brainwashed. Yeah. Like I have had a therapist told me that told, yeah, tell me that. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's probably getting ahead of the story, but, um, Anyway, we started dating. We kept dating. My parents weren't necessarily, like... Thrilled. Thrilled about it. Um, 
but we kept dating. We got engaged a couple months later. We had been to a ring shop and like looked at rings and it just like all like happened so super fast. And I think too, like, and this is like probably another topic. I think girls, at least in being in my religious background, we, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of divorce as well that I think girls don't necessarily and boys probably too don't necessarily realize like you're signing up for the marriage it's not the reception it's not the the party party. like not the dress yeah it's not about the dress I actually went wedding dress shopping with his mother oh yeah without any of us without any of you guys and I completely like cut off my family yeah that was really hard and I remember my other sister came with us to a dinner one time with his family and the mom and sister said something like, oh, it was fun wedding dress shopping. And my sister Sarah looked at me and she's like, you want wedding dress shopping? And I said, yeah. And I don't think I truly understood the magnitude of that because it's like your sisters want to be a part of that. You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's your, it would be your first. And they took that from me. And Sarah left the table and anyway, and you know, in my mind, like, I'm just like, oh, you guys are crazy. Like whatever. Well, it didn't help that you had someone telling you that and reinforcing those beliefs to you all the time. Yeah. So, So, okay. So fast forward, we get engaged. He like leaves. um, He, he bought the wedding ring or whatever. Engagement ring. Engagement ring. Sorry. But the whole like premise of our, um, the proposal was he knew that my parents weren't um, happy about it at all. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially like, hey, somebody's here to talk to you, like banging my door at 5.50 or what in the morning. And and it was like, your your dad's here to see you. You need to come out. And I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, because my, my parents were involved and they, and they were not happy about it. And I remember leaving, opening up the door and obviously seeing – like rose petals going to wherever. Oh, so he tricked you. Yeah, it okay. was that's how the premise of it was. Oh, but sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The night before we got engaged, I was also selling plasma because I wasn't I didn't have it. I I was also working at the phone place, wasn't oh, I? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, um that night and he was selling plasma too. And, um, I was waiting for him to get done and I was talking to one of my good friends on the phone and I was just telling her like what was going on because she knew that my parents were super against it. I was also 19 and that's just a side note. Um, but I was telling her what was going on and I remember being like, okay, I want to read you something that my dad said in an email and I pulled up my phone and I'm, I'm looking at my hotmail and I'm like, this is weird. Like this is in Spanish. Like I cannot find anything. And then I told my friend, I was like, I hate, I have to call you right back. And, um, and I was looking through the email. I know I took Spanish in high school, all throughout high school. I was supposed to minor in Spanish in college. Um, so I took a couple years of Spanish in college, but I didn't end up doing that. And that's kind of part of the whole like fiasco with this. But um, I looked at my cell phone, saw it was in Spanish, 
And I was like reading at what he was saying. And I realized that she it realized was it was his this guy's account, his account. He had logged in on my phone and forgot to log out. And he was essentially telling somebody in a different country that he served an LDS mission with, um, that he loved her and that, and she was asking him, well, what about your bride? And he was like, oh, it's not going to work out. Like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I remember bringing it up to him and he was like, he was also, I will tell you in our religion, um, there is something called a bishop and they have like an executive secretary where they make all of the appointments. And that's what he was in. Like that was his calling. And I remember after this, he's like, I'm going to go talk to the bishop. And, um, he went to talk to the bishop and apparently told him, that he was doing this and, and blah, blah, blah. And that he had been forgiven of his sin, basically. And he came and told me that. And I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, he used the church against Bridget or he used it as a tool or a weapon or a weapon, basically to Bridget. Well, I think Um, he used it to justify his behavior. And honestly, like I love my faith. I am devoted to my faith, but when somebody uses their religion, regardless of what it is, to justify actions actions in in a wrong light, like or just maybe that maybe I'm wording it wrong, but but using being like, well, I talked to my bishop and he said that we should still get married. Oh, that's the thing is he's like he said we should still get married and you have to forgive me. Oh gosh. So we get we get engaged. I cut off my family and then anyway. Um, but her, her family did not cut her off. That's true. And you guys did keep trying to talk to me. And I remember my sisters and my dad came up and they tried to talk to me one time. Um, so then my parents, I go down to Utah for, or I go go down to wherever Mm -hmm. anyway. And, um, my parents had set me up to see a therapist. She came down for mine and Sarah's birthday. Yeah. And she drove down with me. And my brother and our sister-in-law and it was like the world's most awkward <laughs> yeah anyway so we go I go to my parents are like just go to this therapist blah 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 the therapist talks to me because we had decided that we were going to get married on January 3rd yeah and they had sent us an email yeah that said you are cordially invited to the to the wedding ceiling of our of our union I don't know. or whatever and I don't even the, remember this yeah and it was like it was like in this like religious speak it was nuts oh and that's the and thing like, too is he used a lot of religious talk which like in the house of our lord and savior and I'm like oh my goodness gracious yeah. and now it, yeah nowadays like I'm like hey if somebody uses that I'm like nope not believing you mm-hmm. like it was crazy yeah anyway so then um and he he also talked weird like that with my dad but we go down, I see a therapist, and he's like, look, the therapist is telling me, he's like, um, you, can, can you just, we need to have your parents' approval. Like, can you just wait till May? And in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, we could wait till May. Like, if that meant that my parents would approve of it, that's great. I go back up to where I'm going to college. My mom drops me off, and he is waiting for me at my apartment. And I kind of tell him, he knew that I was seeing a therapist. I told him, I said, let's just wait till May. Like, Let's just do this because I really do want my family to be there. That's a big deal to me. The next day, he's working at the library and um, or no, he's studying at the library and I go and he's like completely ignoring me and I'm like, what's going on? And so I go and talk to him and 
he's like, okay, he's like, are we, are we getting married in January or are we getting married in May? And I said, well, I want them to be there. I want it to be May. And he's like, well, I need to know because my aunts and uncles have already paid for flights. And this is November. And honestly, I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't think it's true. I highly doubt it. Just his history. And so in my mind, I remember um, we went outside and he was like, you know what? He's like, Bridget, he's like, you're just too nice. You're too nice of a girl. You can't stand up to your parents. And he essentially was like, I don't want to marry you. And I was like, so we're done. We're just off the engagement. And yeah. And then I remember walking home all the way to my home. And I remember that night too, my sweet little uh, roommate, Haley, you're out there if you're listening. She walked with me back to the gym that same night and I was just devastated. And then I remember I called Liz I remember you had just taken a sleeping pill. <laughs> this is this, this is, is cue, cue Liz's post my post uh, my relationship. Oh yeah, post relationship, yeah. I still do this, guys. I still go to bed by 9 p.m., so nothing has changed. But um she was t- took a sleeping pill and I called you and I don't I remember crying on the phone and being like it's over. Yeah, she just called she called me and all she does she was just crying. She said, "Lou, and she was crying. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> uh, pregnancy hormones. <laughs> but she called me and um, she just said my name and she was crying. And I just went over to her house and picked her up. And you took me home. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> um, she took me back to my parents. And granted, she had just taken a sleeping pill. So do not <laughs> recommend driving. <laughs> Um, she had just taken a sleeping pill and she drove me all the way back to my parents' house. And I hadn't talked to my parents. I hadn't talked to my siblings, really. I totally cut them off. And like, I remember I also was during this time, I was under a lot of stress. I didn't. I stopped going to classes. Um, she I lost a lot. Of, he basically like played on all of her insecurities. And um, I lost a lot of weight. Not that I wasn't like had weight issues I just got too like I was literally too skinny she was sk- like so skinny she was losing hair yeah I was so skinny I was losing hair anyway I remember going home and my dad just held me and um and we ended kind of ended the engagement um we got my ring appraised because he told her it was like thousands of dollars and my dad took it to like a couple jewelers right Shanko on the corner of <laughs> 90th and 70 whatever. whatever man the commercials are have obviously not done much good because i cannot remember where they're located yeah. um but got it appraised and the jeweler was like i don't even know what this is made out of so it was fake it was fake and i think that was a symbol of like our whole relationship was, that fake. It was fake yeah and um anyway we did try to i will say that after I did try to like see if this could, I remember driving down to St. George to go visit some friends from high school and then driving back up like literally the next day because I was so depressed. I got on antidepressants because I. So while all this was happening for Bridget, my parents were also seeing a therapist to kind of help them deal with the situation. And as soon as she, or as soon as the engagement was over, the therapist said, get her out of town. Like get her mind off of it. So they, Bridget went on a vacation spree in the month yeah, of November. Yeah, that's true. But, like, I also will say that um, I had to drop out of school. 
like I had to withdraw from that semester. My dad had to write a huge packet about like why I was withdrawing. I had to be on bed rest. I had to see a therapist and the therapist told me that I was brainwashed and I kept seeing that therapist. And, um, it was a really, really hard time for me. I don't think that I truly realized what I had gone through and even still, even talking about it now, I'm like, holy crap. Like who am I? Like, yeah. And the thing is, is like, I didn't really necessarily learn my lesson. Like I still had some hard learn, you know, yeah. relationships. Like, I mean, you never had a relationship like that again. Oh no, definitely not. The next guy that I dated told me essentially like broke up with me, told me it wasn't a super long, but he was like, yeah. remember he was like, you don't like snowboarding. You, um, you like sleeping. Sports. You yeah, hate you sports. Like, yeah. And, um, and he's like, the last thing he said to me was like, I hope you find some mediocre husband that's okay with settling. And looky here, I didn't find a mediocre husband. Wah. <laughs> so in your face. <laughs> but Bridget went through a lot. And, you know, um, just to like have kind of a positive spin on this type of thing is like, I think I went through my relationship with Todd. Um, so that way I could be like a support to Bridget. Yeah. And that's the thing is I remember like coming home and you coming into my room and us having like a moment and you were like, you know, I think I was supposed to go through this thing with Todd because I could help you realize or, you know, get over this thing because it was hard. I mean, yeah, it was was super hard. hard, but also like, I think too, going through these experiences helped me realize who I wanted to marry, like, and, and what, Um, and that's the thing is like, at least for me with my relationships, I feel like I conformed to the person that they wanted me to be. Yeah. And it was like, I was like a chameleon. Like she dated a guy who was a a foodie and all of of a sudden Bridget was a foodie. She dated a guy who was, but the thing too is like, I am more of like, I'll be honest. I am more of a tomboy. I feel like. Okay. But like, I feel like when I dated some guys, they'd be like wanting me to dress like super preppy or girly. You know what I mean? Like, um, and then I just, I think that you got to date somebody that loves you for who you are. And, and that's why I'm so grateful that I married Anthony because I don't know if people know, but I met Anthony. One of my friends was, um, on an LDS church mission to, um, Guatemala and we swapped addresses to write like, or sorry, I'm not, not me. I wrote my friend, not as like a love interest, but as a friend and on their P day, they swapped girls' addresses to write, and Anthony got my address. They're like, let's talk to some hot babes over in America. <laughs> Here's an address. Yeah. And um, and we started writing on his mission. And I remember when he got home, he came up to my college, and we met. And and um, I thought he was super cool. Like, I thought he was cute. He just was going to another college that was a couple hours away. But you were also dating somebody. No, right? I wasn't. Oh, you not were? at that time. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. okay. But, um... Anyway, but we remained really good friends like the rest of the years. And like I would call him up and I would be like, hey, like, or not call him up. I'd text him and I'd say, um, what's going, like, this is what's going on. Like, this guy's being like this. Like, what do you suggest? Yeah, for advice. Yeah. And then we ended up dating. And the thing Wait, she, no, I got to tell this little part though. Uh, uh, Bridget broke up with whoever she was dating right before she dated. Anthony Mm -hmm. and I was like Bridget you have to be single for more than three months 
Like that is the bare minimum. You need to give yourself three months to be by yourself and be alone because she never ever went past the three month mark of being single. I just, I liked boys. Yeah, she loved boys. But so um, she met Anthony or like Anthony asked her on a date and it was like day 86. She still had like three, four more days to go to the 90 day mark for being three months. And we were like, okay. Okay, but I was dating, like also I dated Anthony and I dated some other, like I went on dates with other guys. But Anthony and I quickly knew that it was just like we wanted to date each other. But Anthony loved me for me and he didn't try to change me. And the thing too is like Anthony and I had established a good friendship before. And I think too, you know, he has definitely just loved me for me. He knew all of like the skeletons in my closets and and never judged me for them. And the thing too is like he, it wasn't like a this time. And that's the thing like with the engagement before, it was like we've got to do this now and we've got to like, I'm, I'm not being patient. And, and the thing is, is Anthony knew that I had been, I was severely like essentially Tom damaged yeah. when I came to him. And so he took me for who I was and there was no time limit. He didn't push me to do, you know, like be in a relationship. Yeah. Be in a relationship. Married, get married. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, you know, take the time that you need and I'm here. Like, yeah. And that's what I appreciate too. So Anthony, shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Anthony for real though. Yeah. Bridget and I always tease that Anthony is the girl version of me because he's like way more chill than Bridget is. And he's like her like, okay, come back from the ledge. Yeah. And for I, do the, sure. I do the same thing for Bridget, like on a different like yeah. level. But so while Bridget was going through all of that, um, I was taking a hiatus from dating because I had broken up with Todd and it kind of I keep forgetting that we're calling him Todd because I'm like, wait, like, what? Who the heck is Todd? Who's Todd? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that gave him the name I of know, Todd. sorry, go on. Um, but anyway, so I was taking hiatus from dating and I probably did that for three years. I didn't date anybody. I didn't go on a single date. No, you didn't. No. Um, and if you think I'm exaggerating, I am not. Yeah, not a, it's not a single for real. Date. Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk to boys. I wasn't interested. I just like put my head down and did my thing. I was able to go traveling and you did do a lot of traveling. Yeah. And went, uh, hung out with my friends and like made memories with them and hung out with my family and just had a good time. But when I eventually got back into dating, I didn't even know if I was actually really ready to get back into dating because it was just, which sounds like maybe, I don't think maybe you, and I don't know, maybe I'm just speaking out loud, but maybe got closure or like fully healed. Yeah. I think I fully like, yeah, I did my own like eat, pray, love type of thing. You know, I did my thing and I realized, okay, I need to work. I had to work on myself. But at the same time, when I finally got back into dating, I don't think I knew what I was actually looking for. And so I kind of just dated whatever was available. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which sounds so awful. This sounds great. Let's try oh, this. Yeah, sure. So I didn't really have like super serious boyfriends. I dated someone kind of seriously. And it and, and the thing is, is like what I realized with all these relationships that when I dated them, they were like fast and furious, right? You you know, you, well, at least for me, I met on everyone online because who, I don't even know how to meet people in real Tinder, life. Tinder, swipe, swipe left or swipe right. Yeah. Um. What was it? Tinder, Bumble, uh... I don't know. Forgot hinge, mutual. Did all, so I did many, all. yeah. And they were all kind of duds, uh, but like, yeah, it was like fast and furious. If when there was like a relationship or a little spark, but then they also fizzled out really fast, like you know, three month max capacity for <laughs> uh, 
commitment there. Yeah. And then finally, I think I turned 30 and I was like, dude, am I ever going to get married? Like I need to freaking get serious about this. And, and the thing too, that mean it's so hard is I can remember, and I'm sorry if this is like TMI, but I remember you just, I remember Liz calling me and like crying and, and being like, and this isn't like she would call about a boy that maybe she dated or, or maybe she just hadn't found somebody yet. And, and it was hard to hear those conversations with her because I can't, I, I don't know what, I don't know what you went through, but you were also just so sad that like you couldn't yeah, find anybody worth it. Yeah. It was hard. Um, and so I think when I turned 30, I was like, I need to get serious about this or I need to just like be okay with being by myself. Um, but I, but I mean, that sounds really, I don't know how that sounds actually, but I also loved my life. Like I loved my single life too, because all my friends were single, um, or, you know, at least the ones I spent the most time with were all single and we were always having good times, like going on adventures or going on trips and going to concerts or, you know, whatever, those types of things. But then finally I matched with this guy named Ryan on Hinge and, um, I thought it was really cute. Like he just seemed like really sweet online and, uh, it was on Hinge. So shout out to them. But uh, he we are, they are not our sponsors. But we would love it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but um, he asked me some question that I had put on my profile. He asked me something about something I put on my profile. And like the, I don't know, it was just like cute, like talk. Like we just like spoke to each other. Mm-hmm. And then um, we went on a date. We were actually supposed to go on a date like on a Tuesday night. And um, he, something happened at my work and I had to stay late. So oh, I, you did? I yeah, and I that. couldn't I couldn't make it. Like, we were supposed to meet up at like 6 o'clock or something like that for snow cones or dinner or whatever. And I texted him early on in the day because I knew at like 1 p.m. that there was no way I was getting out of work in time to be able to drive down to Lehigh or whatever the meeting point was. And um, I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm just letting you know right now that I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, like clinic doesn't close until this time and they're already behind and blah, blah, blah. And I have to do this thing and get it shipped off to the sponsor and whatever. So um, he texted me back and he was like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, but I really still want to go out with you. Like, I think he thought I was like blowing him off. But um, I wasn't. I was really still interested. But Ryan was still playing the field. And he had already had like three other dates lined up for that week. And oh I, my gosh. I know. Our sweet little Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> when he listens to this, he's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> but um, he, uh, I gave him like, so we're supposed to go on a Tuesday. And I was like, I can go out tomorrow night or Thursday or Friday or whatever. And I was like making myself really available. And he was like, yeah, none of those dates are going to work out for he's me. He's like, so. I've already gotten some other girls lined up. Yeah, so. he, literally, he did. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> We went out on a Saturday for lunch, and it was so much fun. And we, I don't know, I can't remember what the place is called, 27 Taqueria, something like that. Anyway, we went and had tacos, and we just sat and ate lunch, and we were there together for like two hours. And every single date that we went on was like, we'd meet up, and we would end up talking for two to three hours at a restaurant. And it was just different, mm-hmm. different than any other boy I'd dated. Well, and I felt like, too, this is what I will just say. I feel like when Liz dated other guys, it was kind of, like, left in a secret. Like, she didn't want to tell us too much information, and it was kind of just, like, I'm doing my thing. Like, 
stay out of it. Yeah, stay out of it. But I felt like with Ryan, you were like, it was like an open book. Yeah. And I think that's even, at least for me, how I knew, like, okay, this is a good dude because Liz is like not trying to hide it, be secretive. And I know that about myself. That's why I didn't tell them about the other guys. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Ryan, I think we went out to breakfast with my sisters and Anthony and um ryan came and we hadn't even like pulled out of the parking lot and bridget and sarah both texted me and they're like you need to marry this guy yeah well because we went up to breakfast and we met ryan and i remember getting in the car with sarah um and we just were like oh my goodness like ryan is super like i think he's great like i think she should marry him like and i had never felt this way about somebody that Liz had dated before. Mm -hmm. And then I remember another thing too is Liz had brought Ryan up to where we were living and you guys are still dating, but it was our first little um, boy, his birthday and he was playing with him. And I just thought that was really cute. Yeah. Ryan is cute. I think I'm going to keep him, (laughs) but, um, yeah, dating, dating in your thirties, dating, not you know it was really hard for me dating past that like typical age that people get married at was super hard but also I think it taught me a lot about myself taught me about what I would want in a husband it taught me that um my family is important to me um and what they have to say is probably the truth (laughs) which is the hardest pill to swallow yeah but I'm grateful for them and I'm grateful for my friends too to also like be like to talk things off of because I don't know about you, but my friends are also like part of my family and I'm grateful that I I had them in some hard times. Yeah. I just think too, like kind of going off with what you're saying is I think for me, like hearing what my family had to say is definitely something that I still like hold true. I think it matters, you know, to Mm -hmm. get others' opinions. Mm -hmm. So get people in your corner. Yeah. It doesn't. It can be family. It can be friends. And try not to same uh, have the same mistakes as we did. Like yeah, go in with eyes wide open for real. And look out. Look out for those red flags. Yeah, man, guys, this was kind of like a heavy episode for episode three. But I think it's important to know who we are and like what we've been through. Yeah, up until this point in our life. And um, I think there's de- we definitely have more to offer. I know because- we were telling our husbands, you know, okay, we're going to talk about our dating lives. And we're like, it's probably going to take this long, blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, we could do like four or five episodes yeah, just for on real. dating. If we really wanted to get into the nitty gritty, yeah. We could do it. But I feel like, too, it's important to have stories that you can relate to. Because I think... And people. people and people, really yeah. To, yeah. And I think it's good to have these experiences because you might be helping somebody else out. Yeah, we all struggle. And so I think um, it's, it's good to have people to be re- relatable and be like okay they did this and they came out on top or like they did this and I don't want to do that yeah so look out for you know those types of things but I think sorry I'm just gonna say something I think something that'd be really fun to do is to talk about worst dates and get some of your guys's input on what worst date you went on what's the worst date anybody's been on I know I have a blog full of them but I would love to hear what everyone else's worst dates are wouldn't that be fun yeah that would be fun I like that idea we'll see where it goes all right, well, that's it for episode three. We're so grateful that you guys are here and you made it through another episode. Yeah, this one was longer. Congratulate yourself. Pat yourself on the back. I think this is probably where our full length episode is going to take. Yeah. So this is probably about what to expect from here on out. Yeah. 
But thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya.